Oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, hey. Uh, sorry about this. Um, things are a little bit in disarray here, as you can see. Come on, come on. I'm trying to get everything to work. It's a real mess in the studio tonight. Um, here's what happened. I I'll explain it to you real quick. I apologize for the mess. We are under construction. You see, here's what happened. Um, a few weeks ago, you may remember, I did this very recursive sort of Inception-style podcast. It was a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. I don't know if you remember it like I do, but it was insane. We entered into a new reality, a new podcast loop was created. And, well, unfortunately, it led to all of this. The studio, I, I had a fail-safe set up, okay? You might not know this, but the pot-awful panopticon here, it's constantly monitoring the goons. And just in case anything were to happen, I've got some backup generators, some power going, and I have some fail-safes in place, some dead man switches, where if we were to enter any sort of time vortex or loop, or if I were to, God forbid, somehow, and I know this seems unlikely, but... <gasps> Become a goon. Ah! No! I know. If it were to happen, I've got a dead man switch. And unfortunately, it sets off a chain reaction that immediately begins to lead toward the destruction of the studio. You might know this about me, maybe you don't. One of my favorite parts of doing a show like this is in the studio design. I'm obsessed with podcast studios, with sets, with all that kind of stuff. And now... Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. There's acoustic foam coming out of the walls everywhere! I can't stop finding acoustic foam everywhere! It's all over the floors. One day I'm gonna get rid of all this acoustic foam. You're not gonna- You listen. You don't need it. It doesn't even do anything. Listen to the echo in here for crying out loud! <sighs> I'm obsessed with podcast studios. I'm always tweaking. And I don't mean on drugs, <laughs> although I know right now I'm in such- <sighs> It still says Jewish. Sorry, I'm trying to get this TV to stop saying Jewish on it. Oh, okay. All right, well, it detected that. But anyway, the point is, I'm always trying to upgrade. I'm always trying to make the next big thing and make it better. I want this studio to be just as interesting as the things we might be saying inside the studio. I want it to be an arcade attract screen for your eyes, for you to go, oh, hey, Maybe this is worth listening to. Other podcasts? Not so much. In that episode, I was, again, and I, I almost fear even talking about this again from what happened last time, but in the episode a few weeks ago, I was talking about Mersh, talking about Gavin, talking about Mersh on the Dick Masterson program, The Dick Show, and there might have even been more levels to it than that. I know somehow InfoWars got involved, and then we ended up live-streaming my own show, getting live-streamed by some other show. And all of these OBS people out there, they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about what it is you're looking at. Well, I give a shit. I give a big shit. I mean, look at all of this. Anyway, in a follow-up to that thing we were talking about with Dick and Mersh and Gavin, well, Mersh and Dick have been talking about Gavin again. We're about to get real recursive. Here's what happened. Mersh, Caller Mersh, we call him Caller Mersh. We call him that because Dick calls him that. Caller Mersh, Caller Mike Mersh, was on the Dick Show forever ago. 
and Caller Mersh starts talking about Gavin McInnes to Dick Masterson. Then Gavin McInnes sees that and starts talking on the Gavin McInnes show about Mersh, Caller Mersh, on the Dick show, talking to Dick Masterson about Gavin McInnes. Pot Awful covers that. Mersh covers that as well. Then Pot Awful covers Mersh covering that. Maybe I just need to take a breath here for a second. Maybe what we ought to do is look at the follow-up video. Again, to me, this seems dangerous. This seems like something you shouldn't do. But it turns out they're talking about it again on The Dick Show. We've got Caller Mersh calling back in. Let's see what we've got. Okay, Dick Masterson, The Dick Show. Let's take a look, folks. There it is, The Dick Show. Is still oh, my God! Oh, holy God! Oh, dear Lord, somebody call Roto-Rooter. That's not good. Oh, boy, we got to... Can somebody unclog these pipes? Whoo, that is nasty. That's not the wet look. That is the slime look. What is going on? Did he learn from Maddox? Maddox is into slime. Dick Masterson is looking really... You know, people on the internet say, I'm greasy. Holy shit. Okay, well, um, that's a choice. You know what? I think what it is... He wants to make Mersh feel at home. He might even be trying to butter Mersh up a little bit. He might be trying to, like, come on to Mersh. I don't know if you know this, but... Dick's the kind of guy that will feed you some drinks. Dick's always a guy that links up and always wants to link up with me. I'm always going to be Big Dick Daddy. See, that's the thing. Mersh likes Dick, and... I like Dick. And Dick likes Mersh. It might be that maybe they've got way more in common than they first thought. And so now... In order to appeal to Caller Mersh, Dick is trying to look like one of his favorite wrestler men, Bret Hart. How do I know who Bret Hart is and what that even, what he would look like? I don't know. I don't know. I know some stuff. Uh, here's what I know. I took, a, I took a nice dicking yesterday. All right, let's take a look at this. A no-show? Oh, he says, he says, is Caller Mersh a no-show? That's pretty typical. Is Mersh still a no-show? Is Mersh still a no-show? They can't even get him. So Mersh doesn't show up to his own shows. He doesn't show up to his caller appearances on other shows. Mersh, there he is. I want to hear hey, about man. Mersh. Hey, what's up, my man? Hey, my man. When you go out with adult men and you fucking... I was around, but I, I kind of got distracted yelling at Sprint and some other No, things. you're fine. Hey, oh, they should be yelled at on the daily. Uh, how you doing, man? Gavin went on on you pretty hard, huh? I, I wouldn't say he went very hard. I would say he just watched a video of me and turned progressively redder. That's <laughs> huh. uh, really how that went. No, why? Fires back. I saw a video that says Gavin fires back, and I went, oh, this is going to be good stuff. Hmm. And it was him just turning progressively redder and, and stuttering and being like, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, he was. No! You're stuck okay. on the that's not true Oh, my part. God. He the video reloaded for a second. I literally thought we were about to get caught in a loop. Is everything okay? We're good. Okay. Boonking what you were saying. Yeah. And the way he goes, uh, that's patently false. And then looks off to the side is exactly what I say when I get caught cheating on a girl. So mm, that's patently. Oh, wow. He's now repeating jokes from Nightwave on the dick show. That's a joke he made while talking about this. Oh, my God. Ah, more acoustic foam. Get out of here. Well, like that's patently false. Oh, come on, like, are you serious? Like when you lower your tone and you're like, "Oh, come on, please!" Yeah. Like trying to look, really, but you're, you're like turning this. purple. Where yeah. did you even hear that? Right, that's what. 
you say what but you no, mean. I just I was laughing because I saw this clip and I honestly, when I first hit play on it, it almost I was like, wait, is Dick and Sean like ragging on it? Wait, what's happening? And I was so confused until I saw it was just a Gavin reaction video. And the highlight of that video is when he got so angry, he went, uh, I said something, you laughed, and he went, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the only reason they're laughing is because they know that this guy's good radio. Literally is what he said at one point. He got flat. No, it's not. We covered this. I covered this in the pizza fund. That ain't what he said. And I told you guys, Mersh would make this clip. Oh, it's good radio. He actually complimented me. They the only no 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 no. That's not what happened. Mersh is rewriting history. Now here's the thing. I want to go over this whole clip, and you might have noticed I've already put it in fast motion because the last time I tried to do this, it took. 10 hours to cover everything, not tonight, because tonight's not about this. I'm going to cover it, but tonight's not about this. The thing is, I'm obsessed with I'm these podcast studios. Take a look at this disgusting studio you see behind you here. This is Dick Masterson's studio. The man makes $22,000 a month on Patreon. Wait until you see what's going on in this studio. Wait until you see what makes him look like this. I happen to know the exact room in his home that this studio was set up in. I happen to know that, listen, I'm autistic, okay? I can't help it. I got excited, very excited to see all of this. I have autism, I can't help it. <laughs> it's just not in my nature not to explore my wildest ideas. And when it comes to podcast studios, I need to know everything. So I've been doing a deep dive for a long time, not only on this podcast studio, but you may recall the last time we were talking about these three guys, Gavin, Mersh, and Dick, I happened to mention I had some insider knowledge. You know, Mersh went on InfoWars, and we actually managed to bully him so hard about the terrible appearance of his studio while on the million-dollar InfoWars set. Mersh actually brought his broken TV on there. <clears throat> Pay no attention to that. He brought his broken TV onto InfoWars. And Alex had to sit there like, uh, you sure about this? I told you to bring the curtains. The thing is, I told you then, Mersh is going to sit there and make fun of Gavin. Mersh is going to sit there and say that Gavin's a grifter. Mersh is going to sit there and say that Gavin is losing it. Mersh actually had the nerve to say that only 10 people pay for Gavin's paywall. He's actually trying to do to Gavin what he does to me. They're cyberbullying me to death. No, 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 no. We cyberbullied him back. We bullied him so hard, you may already know this, he started using a green screen instead. Now, we've covered that on the show. But I've got more for you. We now have a brand new tour of Gavin McInnes's. And remember, Gavin McInnes is a literal multi-millionaire. We've got a new tour of his studio, and we're going to critique it. My friend Ryan helped set it up, and I've been giving him notes. Ooh, I'm starting to look like Dick right now. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm a killer gorilla. So we're going to take a look at Gavin's studio, and we're going to compare it to Mersh's studio. That's right. Not the green screen. No, 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 no. Not the Chinese lamp. Not even the broken TV with the big ass bezels when i say we're going to take a look at mersh's studio what i mean is we're going to take a look at mersh's studio apartment 
And we're going to compare the lifestyles between Gavin and Mersh. And we're going to see which one of those would you choose? Which one of them would you pick in the end? Because that's right. Mersh's new place has leaked. Now, obviously, I can't do this for free, and I can't do this on the networks. We're going to network. I'm Tom Gully, and you're watching Is This Live? The show on the Podawful TV network, Pizza. It's impossible to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight on the show, but if you want petty, if you want spite, if you want malice, you've come to the right place. And by the way, if you want a guy who knows a thing or two about podcast studios, well, listen, I've got ideas and I've got opinions at the very least. Check it out. It's in the $12 level of the Pizza Fund, a full episode. Watch it. We're going to go over it all and you're going to get to see the inside of Mersh's studio. Check it out, potawful.pizza. It's the Pizza Fund, subscription-based. You get all the archives and all the others. It works just like Patreon. You ever heard of Patreon? We built our own. Fuck them. Fuck Patreon. Fuck everything else. Fuck ads. Fuck it all. Even though, by the way, I'm now monetized on YouTube again, so. <laughs> cool. Good job, Susan. Anyway, join the pizza fund. Podawful.pizza. Support the show. Join the Pizza Fund. Potawful dot pizza. Pizza pizza. Pizza. Potawful dot pizza. P-I-C-C-A. $22,000 a month. You are a simp. If you pay for this shit. And I fully... That's not me being mad at Dick Masterson. That's not a reference to the simp texts. Or any of that kind of shit. This is purely... Nothing but... Me looking at this studio and going... You're telling me... You've got that amount of money... And not a creative fucking bone in your body. Now first of all... Dear... Fucking... God... Look at how fat this man is. I don't know who this man is, but I did just find out that he's exactly this wide. But no, now I'll give him this. I didn't realize he had a second TV in here. That actually surprised me because I see him. He looks over at this screen all the time, but he's got one right across from him. Clearly, this is the one he's meant to look at. So what's the problem? Unfortunately, most of the guests that Dick invites on are hamplanatoids, and they are completely blocking his view. In fact, he's sort of a black... Vito is sort of a black hole. He's sort of... Uh, Dick's gaze cannot get past the event horizon of Vito, and unfortunately, it blocks seeing the screen whatsoever. His eyes, you know, light cannot escape the pull of Vito... And, and Ethan Ralph sits here. All the mad cucks. Remember mad cucks? They've all sat here. They've all sweated and stank up this chair. Unfortunately, the accretion disc going around the fat guest's body prevent you from seeing the TV just behind. And Dick has no choice but to look at the one that is directly next to him. You guys notice the... Uh, 
when Joe Rogan moved to Texas, he had a red spaceship podcast studio, and everybody on the internet had something to say. I'd never heard anybody talk about a podcast studio before, and suddenly everybody's an expert at what a set is supposed to look like. Let me tell you something about that set, okay? If you've never seen it before, it doesn't matter. Everybody said it looked like a Chinese restaurant and all this other nonsense about it. I, I want to I give them props. I'm going to be the only guy to defend that studio. Did it work? No. They didn't set it up properly, and it wasn't enough space in the end. They built it out too much, and there just wasn't enough space. But at least he fucking tried. At least he did something. At least he, Joe Rogan, who is nothing but a sentient pile of deli meat. This is a man who, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't actually have thoughts. He has momentary lapses of, non, of inanimacy, if that makes any sense. Occasionally, he accidentally becomes ambulatory. That's it. He's more ooze than man, really. He, he is... He's what you get when you try to clone meat. <laughs> you know, when you want to make a cruelty-free hamburger, Joe Rogan pops out at the end. So for this guy to sit there, or, or even to delegate it to young Jamie or somebody else, for him to sit there and go, yeah, dude, that's fucking badass. I want to have a spaceship. I want to be in a spaceship. I want it to look like a red tube. Yeah, fuck yeah. Young Jamie, pull that up. I, I got to give him that. Because most people don't even do that. Most people put no thought into it. Most people are Dick fucking Masterson. Joe Rogan's got millions of dollars and could have done a way better job with the money he has too. Don't get me wrong. I mean, money-wise, he fucked it up even worse than Dick Masterson. But at least he fucking tried. At least it looked like something. And I'll tell you this. A smarter guy, a, a more clever guy... A, a more a guy with a better design sense, a better eye for this sort of thing, could have made that space work. I've made smaller spaces work. Okay, you can make something happen in a space like you could have made it cool. They just literally they're so stupid over at Joe Rogan Studios because again, these are just amoebas buttoned up against each other. I've never seen Young Jamie. For all I know, he is a nematode. Okay, there might be, there, I think mostly what's going on over there is unicellular. So Joe Rogan, young Jamie, they don't know anything. Not the first, you know, they're they're part of the, uh, the, what is it? The international dark web of miscreants? What is their thing called? The the big brain niggas club? The dark, the dark future? What are, what are their, what is their fucking thing? Blue-green algae. Holy shit, I can see fat man's shoulder blades. That's all front fat. How? <laughs> They're still, okay, you gotta take your eyes away from fat man. You have to. Lord of replication and mitosis. What is their fucking group called? I literally can't remember. The dark web of, of intelligence, uh, of Mr. Intelligences. You know, the the club that, um, that Rucka Rucka Ali was trying to join. What the hell is that thing called? The uh, into the intellectual dark web. Oh, there. Thank you. Shut up, Cole. Got it. Cole got it for me. Intellectual dark web. I remembered it just before you said it, though. The intellectual dark web. Joe, you know, uh, Jordan Peterson shows up and he's try. He looks at Joe and he's like, "Wow, this this is fascinating, Joe. You've you've achieved sentience despite being nothing more than than the carapace of a lobster. 
you've beaten all biological standards, you know? You, you, you've really lucked out of the gene pool, Joe. I don't know how you did it. And so he's trying to, like... You know, if, if Albert Einstein accidentally unfroze a caveman, the rest of his life would be spent trying to teach that caveman shit. Because as a real smart guy, you look at a guy like a caveman, you look at a guy with a, a brow ridge hanging over his eyes, far side style, and you go, what can I do with this? Let me teach you. So Jordan Peterson's like, I have to, I have to figure out the limits here. What will he believe if I go on his show? Could I tell him I was I was in a coma for for a month from drinking juice? Will he believe that? That's my theory. My theory is actually I've got two theories. My number one theory is that Jordan Peterson is just messing with Joe. In fact, you could call the Joe Rogan program messing with Joe. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of he brings on a smart guy or a comedian. And they're either trying to fool him with stories or or science facts that aren't real. Watch the show this way and you will get a new appreciation for it. Or the comedian comes on and they just say jokes to him and Joe doesn't understand them the whole time. That part's true, by the way. You ever see Joe Rogan talking to another comedian? He doesn't understand jokes. It's it's bizarre. It doesn't it just doesn't compute. You think the guy he's been in the business for multiple decades at this point. You would think he would understand a joke. He'll bring on like one of his best friends. One of his best friends in comedy will come on. I don't know, Chris, Chris Dephelia or whatever will uh, will come on and say like you know some sort of setup punchline thing, and Joe will sit there and go, "Is that real? Ah, fuck yeah, badass, fuck yeah." And the other guy's like, "I don't even know what. What do I do now?" He thought I was telling a real story. That was clearly you could go on Joe Rogan's program and you the messing with Joe program, and you could say to him like. Hey, Joe, why did the chicken cross the road? And Joe will go, wait, what's a chicken? Like, is that like a, oh, one of those chimpanzees with feathers? Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, those things will peck your fucking eyes out, man. No joke. No joke. And then you're just sitting there like, what do I even do now? I don't even know. He believes anything I tell him. He thinks he's part of an intellectual dark web of magicians and necromancers. <laughs> is it is it bad is it bad that I'm so stupid that my down syndrome is so heavy that I think that all of those guys like Brett Weinstein and Joe and Jordan Peterson I think of them as being like sorcerer supremes. I think they're all Doctor Strange. Y'all some retards. Yeah, I'm retarded. Um, <laughs> although that's exactly what somebody who works for the Mossad would say. That, yeah. no, no, I'm out. Yep. Uh, I forget what else I wanted to talk. Uh, now let me tell you something. You might not realize this. I doubt Mersh does, but when Dick does that little face where he kind of looks over at Sean, like, huh, that's him going, let's move this along. Let's get this going here. What else do I have in my notes here? What? Okay, what is Mersh capable of talking about? Titty bars. Now, we did that one already. Actually, I wrote it down somewhere. Uncovered. I wrote it down somewhere. I don't know what to say to Mersh. <laughs> Imagine being locked in a room with Mersh, and you don't know even how to talk to the guy. Let me see here. Oh, there was an edit there. Did you see that? Yep. Uh, I forget what else I wanted to talk to you about. This is so embarrassing. Put it down somewhere. Uncovered by... Let me see here. <laughs> So, so we actually just had to spend enough minutes looking for anything to talk about Mersh, talk, talk about with Mersh, that they had to cut out Dick leaning over, looking through, just going through files, like, oh, God. I'm checking my notes.
Broken any blocks today on your white white supremacy? Oh, that's good. He had to go to his notes for this. So we had an entire edit in the show where Dick had to find his notes. And what was his note? It was a joke. He wrote a joke. So have you broken any bucks lately? Because that's something that Mersh can talk about. Because who's talking about that kind of stuff? Alt-right guys. Alt-right guys are into buck... Have you heard me talk about buck breaking? Have you heard... Like, have I done a show about buck breaking? It'd be so easy to do a show about buck breaking. You know, I came up with an idea the other day. Has anybody done this yet? Buck breaking bad. Has that been done? When we talk about buck breaking, we have to understand that buck breaking is a show of power. It's a show of dominance. So we can't talk about buck breaking without talking about power. Hey, quit screwing around. Oh. We are here to do a job. You hearing me? When we look at the domination of black people by the dominant society, what we are in essence seeing is that this society wants to ensure that we are not able to actually meet out that thing that makes humans exist. And that is creating families and procreating. See, psychologically, when we're talking about the sexualizing of our people, primarily from the dominant society or the system of white supremacy, it had to be established in a very impinging way from the mental state. This whole notion that masculinity is somehow toxic and detrimental to society is nothing but an attempt to emasculate. When Mark Twain confessed that we, white people, ground the manhood out of the Negro. Why ground the manhood out of the Negro? Because it's the, it's black masculinity. And it's just a matter of time we end up like this. <laughs> oh man, why would he want to kill me? We need resources in education. We need resources in labor. We need resources in politics. We need resources in medical. We need resources in so many things, but they ignore that. It's up to us to understand what the agenda is. Say my name. What did you say? Say my name. Mr. White. You're goddamn right. Here's what's actually going on here. Dick sat there and he went, what the fuck can I talk to Mersh about? If I only talk to him about the Gavin thing, it's going to be too obvious that I don't like him that much. It's going to be real obvious. He asked me to stop calling him Caller Mersh. So I got to do something. And it turns out Mersh somehow has more subscribers than me. I don't know how this happened. So what can I talk to him about? What is Mersh into? And Dick turned his mental Rolodex just, just one little skosh. And it immediately landed on buck breaking. Not a good look. You don't want to be immersed in that scenario. You don't want to be the guy where a guy goes, what would this guy like to talk about? And his first thought is buck breaking. Uh, oh, I, you know, I haven't watched that yet, but I can't wait to watch the documentary. Take out your phone and we'll do a tour. New TriCaster. And that's the same soundboard, right? Correct. How much did that TriCaster run us? About 10 grand-ish. <gasps> I need to be very clear about Gavin's new studio. This shot right here, it might not be much to look at. This desk is worth more than Mersh's entire, forget studio, 
apartment. It's worth more than his Beamer. It's worth more than his life. Gavin just said this TriCaster, that's this item right here, cost about $10,000. Actually, Ryan said it's $10,000. He's wrong. It's more. Look it up. It's nearly $20,000 unless they found some deep discount on it. This item right here, it's actually everything you're looking at. It's the monitors, the keyboard, this thing right here. It is all nearly $20,000 of equipment. $20,000. It's, it's between fifteen dollars and $20,000 of equipment. I'm not even including the audio mixer, the microphone, the mic arm, all the cables, whatever. I don't even know what this is at the back. I know everything, and I don't know what that is at the back. They've got all sorts of stuff. I can tell you this. This desk, look at it. It looks like it's your grandpa's um, attache. It's, it's his study desk. You know, there's physical brass handle. Mersh, does it, Mersh has round brass knobs for his door handles. Nobody even has that anymore. They've got these beautiful golden <laughs> pull drawer handles here. The desk alone, forget what's on the desk, the desk alone costs more than anything that they sell at Ashley Home Furnishings, where Mersh got all of his furniture from. But ladies and gentlemen, Mersh lives in what is clearly Section 8 housing for the poor. Here's the community amenities. A fitness center. Now, why on earth is Mersh paying for a gym if his, if his home, his community, has a fitness center listed amongst its amenities? amenities. Like you guys keep saying, Mersh is poor. Uh, Mersh needs money. Where's this guy? I need your money. I got the shitty Beamer. I live on a couch. On-site maintenance. Well, where else would it be? If you need maintenance, it's got to be on-site. Yo, it's on-site, nigga. That's actually what they mean by that. Black, black people look at that and they take that as a threat. Oh, you say it's on-site maintenance? Oh, okay. All right, you don't want to catch these hands. Y'all don't want to smoke. Maintenance come up in here say it's on-site. Forget about it. On-site management oh wow cool wow what are the beautiful amenities you know they're running out of shit we're midway down the list and they're like we have managers who are there so that's cool my favorite amenity this is the best one spanish speaking, spanish -speaking staff, staff. staff. your garbage disposal yeah, only Spanish-speaking staff. That is 100% more true than you realize. So we'll go to photos. Brace yourselves. This is one of those you're never going to get to go back moments. Wow. Look at this beautiful phone. It's so tiny. And look at this fucking kitchen. Oh, no. They say in the chat room, LOL. I'm not even sure if this is a thing. This looks like the living room for a divorced grandma. Somebody screenshot this and post this to the Reddit for liminal spaces. Sorry, nigga. This content right here is pizza fun only. Hot awful not pizza. This shit is beef. Hot awful not pizza. We got shooters in these streets.
but I'm not sitting here jumping around like a monkey with fucking symbols in my hand. I don't plan on using my platform to jerk myself off and tell jokes about the blacks every night. There's work to be done. So, 